Is Whole is Whole Foods a uh, national brand? Yeah. I thought that was a West Coast thing. I think it's just any gentrified neighborhood. <laughs> is that, no, I can't say that. Now I'm going to look it up because I don't believe you anymore. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's just anywhere there's a good number of white people. Stop talking. They Please sell they talking. sell water with a cucumber in it for $8. <laughs> Come on. It was alfalfa leaf or something like that. Yeah, there's, there's a restricted list of ethnicities that will fall for that. Stop talking. Please stop talking. You're listening to PHP Ugly, episode 74, recorded August 31st, 2017. Today we talk about Laravel, Laravel certification, commit logs from last night, Amazon officially purchasing Whole Foods, and the Whopper coin. Here we go. Thomas, I know you're a big baseball fan. I am. And last night, one of our clients took our invited the Diego dev team that was working on their contract to the baseball game. It's been a while since I've gone to a baseball game here in San Diego and San Diego is really known for their beers their craft beers, like microbreweries and stuff. And there were beers all over the place, but not only beers, but all these other like mixed drinks. And I was thinking about how far alcohol had come at the ballpark. However, the, Cleveland Indians, the Major League Baseball team, the Cleveland Indians, against the Texas Rangers, had a 10-cent beer night. Really? The idea behind the promotion was obviously to attract fans to the game, and they offered 12-ounce beers for just 10 cents. But there was a limit of six beers per purchase, not (laughs) a limit to how many beers... You could purchase during the game. I don't see how this could go poorly at all. Ten cent beer night promotion drew over twenty five thousand fans to the Cleveland Stadium on Tuesday night on this Tuesday night game, and that was about twice the number that they were anticipating to show up for this middle of the season baseball game. After the Indians had managed to tie the game in the bottom of the ninth inning at five runs. A fan jumped onto the field and attempted to steal the cap of the Texas Rangers, one of the Texas Rangers outfielders. Thinking that his outfielder was being attacked, the Texas manager charged onto the field with all of a sudden his players behind him, some of which had grabbed bats to go see what was going on. At this point, a large number of intoxicated fans began to swarm the field with knives, chains, and portions of the stadium they had torn apart to combat the Texas Rangers. Realizing the Texas Rangers' lives might be in danger, (laughs) the manager of the Cleveland Indians grabbed a bat, and and that team charged onto the field and began fighting their fan base, turned into a full-fledged riot. The Cleveland Indians ended up having to forfeit that game because they couldn't bring order to to the game afterwards. And, uh, yeah, the Indians forfeited the game. That happened in June of 1974. 
and this is episode 74 PHP Ugly. Coincidence? Absolutely. I think not. Fun fact, fun side note, that was neither the first nor the last 10 cent beer night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Speaking of so speaking of a... poorly thought out stadium decisions, did you hear the Atlanta Falcons new stadium is getting a Chick Fil A? That that's just awesome. I I, I I saw that. I'm like, but 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 never mind. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, Chick Fil A, besides uh, being very very anti LGBT, also closes on every Sunday, the day on which football games are played yes the the owner is is very very religious and and strong in his beliefs and closes all chick-fil-a's around the world as far as i know which might just be the u.s closes them on sunday which is going to be very interesting come come football season when the Atlanta falcons go to play and the chick-fil-a's booth is closed I'm not Closed sure that the only day of the week that it would normally be open because that's the only <laughs> time the stadium is going to be full of people. You know, I, I don't I, I, I saw that. I thought it was humoring. It, it humored me a little bit, but you've got to think like somebody had to think through this. I mean, like somebody at corporate Chick-fil-A. When the Atlanta Falcons approached them and said, hey, we, we would like you to be in our new stadium. Somebody had to say, "Well, that's not going to work." So I'm wondering what I, I, I'm wondering what they're going to do. Like, if they're going to be open and just say, "Well, it's not really a Chick Fil A; it's the stadium that's running it." They're just using our name. In fact, the Merce- the Mercedes Benz Stadium concession list notes that the Chick Fil A will be replaced on Sundays with a fries up. Fries up. Yes. <laughs> Which was a hash fries up chicken which was a hashtag coined by Chick Fil A during the Falcons playoff in 2017. But yeah, fries but up. There will not be any. So, chicken. so they're 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 <laughs> they're going to run. They're going to run as an alias. Oh, they're not going to have. They will be a fry stand. There are two other chicken yes. restaurants in the stadium. <laughs> So you'll have to go to one of the other two chicken sandwich restaurants if you want to get Chick-fil-A while watching a football game. Oh, just oh, just so dumb. Maximum. Yes, I'm sorry, up. What have you been up to? What have you been oh, up to? Oh man, week? it's been a doozy. Um my my wife has been doing a lot more than me, but that means that I've been taking over a lot of the daily duties. She has got a job at the YMCA. Oh, yeah, nice. so now she's doing like a week's worth of CPR and other, you know, life-saving training things. Um which was very interesting last night because she fell asleep on the couch while we were watching TV and after about an hour started yelling, "I need assistance. I need assistance. I need assistance." <laughs> very authoritatively for several minutes. Well, my my wife, who has worked in the medical field for a very long time and a, a good portion of it as a receptionist, she she's never done like a, a nursing thing. She's always worked in the office, 
and she on a fairly regular basis will put calls on hold in her sleep <laughs> hold on one second thank you for calling please hold <laughs> see that makes me really wonder what i do in my sleep that my wife doesn't tell me about apparently i have i have a night terrorist <laughs> <laughs> just, just start kicking Merge conflict! No, <laughs> I'm not gonna do another merge conflict. Ah, uh, what have you? What have you been up to? Oh, you know this and that. Um, you know, let's see. What can we talk about? We got a few things we can talk about. Uh, you you say that like we have lots of secrets going of... on right now. Well, there's like a lot, a lot of things that I haven't been discussing openly, just because. I just haven't, and I didn't think there would be of a lot of interest, but, like, the the Lair Chat Live podcast that we do, we've kind of been on hiatus for I've a while. i noticed that. And it's really just been because since coming back from Laracon, we've all realized that we're pretty busy, and um, it's just been tough to get everybody scheduled. Like, like the the conference kind of caused this interruption and it's kind of even this podcast it's been kind of hard to get back into the the flow again and uh, we've recorded the last couple on a saturday night tonight uh, you know once again we we at least started without john john may be joining us later but it seems like life has really kind of kind of ramped up and it's getting real difficult for 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 us to find a good time slot that we are all available to have those conversations and i miss it i like this guy sean and matt i I enjoy talking with them i like that i like the topic matter enough uh i'm not gonna lie i'm falling out of out of love with it a little bit but (laughs) you know it's i i i think i've i'm turning over a new leaf with laravel to a degree where it's like you know this is this is part of my business. This is this is how I'm making money. But you know, and I, I've shared this with the guys on Lair Chat. It doesn't seem like Taylor or or anybody uh, is interested in that or, or seem that interested in community. Like the reason I'm doing the stuff I do now with with the user groups and even the Lair Chat Live is because the the people who do participate who do enjoy it, you know, keep me motivated. I'm like, okay, well, you know, now I'm talking to my user group or now I'm talking to the people who listen to Lair Chat. I, I'm no longer really concerned about, uh, you know, what the overall opinion of it is or, or if it'll, if it'll get more adoption throughout the community. It's like, I, I don't even care. There's just not that, that strong sense of community, um, in Laravel. There's just, I just don't see it. I see there's there's the there's the there's the inner circle of the Laravel group and and there just doesn't seem to be a lot of interest to 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 to, to have to anything the fans. Else I mean you're you're talking about the lack of basically any recognition of anybody besides Taylor and and Jeffrey Way. Yeah, I mean that, and that—that's one of the things I—I I, I brought up. Uh, I've brought up on the show before where I felt Laracon is the one time of year where this is the focus, and 
Taylor has has everybody's attention. Everyone gets and, a shout out. So. You know, yes, I. Yeah, exactly. I felt there there was an opportunity there that was missed, and not only was it missed, but you know, I I feel I feel like there was just a lack of interest. I don't know. I I, I don't know how to explain it. I I I was. I already expressed my disappointment with Laracon this year as a whole, and and I was probably looking forward to seeing people more this year. Now, again, I was in a bad state of mind, and, and maybe still kind of carrying over. It wasn't a great Laracon for me, because of personal stuff, me losing my dad right before I left, and then I just didn't feel like there was that connection. I don't know. It's tough. I, I'm, And then today... I'm sitting, I, I I must have signed up for it at some point, and I had forgotten about it, um, but Cake PHP had a kind of tutorial day where um, they were just doing this tutorial, and dude, it's like the first 15 minutes of it was them talking about the Cake community, and, you know, where to go, and, you know, who does what, and, you know, the cake is strong because of these people and we do this and the community does this and and i and i was a cake php person for a long time and i had forgotten about how important cake the yeah. community was to cake php it's just i just to sit there and listen to that again i'm like damn man that's just no nah, i'm not gonna i'm not jumping ship i'm not going back to cake today not not to say i will never do that i mean it, it's cake Three has come a long ways, and it's definitely gotten back on par with modern day frameworks. So I wouldn't be completely opposed to it, but the reality of it is, my business and our clients are you know pretty well yeah. established with Laravel. So there's and there's no reason, there's no reason. But now now I'm where, where I was passionate about the direction Laravel was taking, and I felt like you know everybody had a voice. I don't feel that way anymore. It's like, I, I just, I'm not passionate about the direction it's taking. I'm just going to, I'll just, I'll implement it and I'll wait for the next release to come out and see if it has any features I want to implement. But I don't know, man. I, I, I've lost my Laravel shine or something. I, I, I've been in a funk ever since the conference and I just haven't been able to shake it. And I don't know. It's just like every, every little thing just starts to, eat at me a little bit more it's uh, it's a tough tough kind of thing to explain but and i and i don't want to misinterpret it i'm, I'm not abandoning laravel I'm not, I'm not saying laravel's bad or anything or or the community's bad i think the community i i i'm amazed how strong the community is without the support of yeah. what i consider the the leaders who should be the leaders in the community it's like this massive community got built up around uh, a framework and a, a developer who doesn't seem to want it and doesn't seem to care about it and is kind of nonchalant about it. Yeah, there was a time uh, around Laravel 5 where Taylor had put out calls for people to work on the docs, the Laravel docs. Mm -hmm. And it was like a community call to call to action. And that just sort of like hasn't happened since like that it's it's become more and more closed more and more uh taylor's personal baby mm -hmm. and <clears throat> so what about the user group like i said I, I the the user group 
Lara Chat Live, I'm still doing that. I mean, and I do that. Now I haven't. I haven't been in San Diego since February. How is the attendance there? Are people showing yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, it's going well. Uh, we we have we've we're doing a weird transition now because we we switched um, where it was being hosted. So you you yeah. typically have some fall off, and then you pick up some new members when that happens. And we're kind of in that transition phase right now. Um, so it's but the numbers. I mean, the numbers have never been super high for us. They've always hovered between 12 to 20 people showing up um yeah whatever the current employee count of diego dev is <laughs> damn you that was mean but ah oh, you kidding but it's i'm back baby i'm gl- i'm glad to be back i got reinvited for our for our listeners who know my plight <laughs> over the last year i have been Welcomed back into the fold of the Diego Dev general uh, Slack chat, and it feels good to be home. <laughs> yeah, we we have we have reinstated your email in Slack privileges, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. You know, the what basically happened was we we broke that threshold of uh, of the free accounts on Google and had to start paying for accounts, and so. We were kind of like, well, shit, we're paying for accounts. Might as well pay one more for for Thomas. It's not like he he doesn't do enough for us. So, so yeah. For only twenty five cents a day, <laughs> you can support Thomas being in the Diego Dev Slack channel. So, yeah, the the user group's going well. Um, again, I'm continued. I I get positive feedback from there, and I enjoy um, I enjoy doing whatever it is I do there. Teach learn uh interact i enjoy that same thing with lair chat as long as those guys will have me i will be more than happy to um to participate uh to do three podcasts <laughs> yeah but uh but like i said my you know my idea of hey you know i, I hope this gets you know wider adoption or i don't know i i, I just yeah i don't know how to explain it but yeah i'll it's yeah, it's what it is. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I'm yeah, kind of in this funky place. I, I'm a hundred percent with you. I uh, the the love the love for Laravel is turned sort of into just yeah. This is the framework I use. Mm-hmm. I'm not you know uh, I, over a year ago I signed up for Laravel dot xyz where you got mm-hmm. texted every version that came out. I remember how excited you, you know? were about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I looked at my phone and realized I hadn't even checked the text messages. I just marked it as read for the last six months. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, you added tap. Great, a <laughs> feature we all really needed. I don't know. I you know I love Laravel and the work that it lets me do, but uh, I'm not in love with it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Are we breaking up with Laravel on this podcast? (laughs) Well, and and honestly, as as somebody who who I I think you know the the health of my company is dependent on making sure that you know we don't get painted too far into a corner. I I think it's sort of my duty to to kind of make sure that I do keep my eyes open and I am following other trends other frameworks 
Um, like I said, Cake PHP you... keeps popping up on my radar. Uh, so you're no. saying we might, we should probably see other frameworks. You know, it's it's complicated, <laughs> Thomas. It's it's an open relationship at this point. Oh. I, you know, you know, you want to hear what's funny? What got me back interested? I, I don't want to. I don't want to bring up this old wound, but uh, nah, it's not worth mentioning. <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> Hold yeah. on, let me write down hard edit. At I'm I'm just gonna say Larry Masters, who is the guy, uh, one of the, one of the um, maintainers and founders of Cake PHP, is an absolute fantastic guy, and he has reached out on, to me on a couple of occasions, uh, a couple of occasions that, that have been difficult, and has said just the right thing at the right time, and he's a good person, and that's all. I'll just leave it at that. Larry Masters, if if you're not familiar with who he is. And what he's done uh, with the community of Cake PHP, you, you should know if nothing else that he is a fantastic person. You should follow him on Twitter, and you should just kind of keep an eye on what the guy says because he's a very good guy, uh, great uh, community-minded person. Um, yeah. So uh, now, with all that said, Larry, Larry Masters or Larry Masterson. Is it Masterson? Jesus, I I keep calling him Masters. I don't know. It's probably Masterson. Uh, he's on Twitter. He's PHP uh, Nut on Twitter, right? I think that's his handle. PHP Nut. Is that it? Larry yeah. Masters. No, you're right. You got it. Yeah. Larry Masters. Yeah, I, I was right. Larry Masters. Uh, great guy. Um, make sure you follow him on Twitter. Now I will say after after all that, like I said, we use we use Laravel um, quite extensively here, and uh, one of the big projects we have been working on for years is this. Uh, the, matter of fact, the client who took us to the ball game yesterday that that actually happened. That was a real thing. That wasn't just a setup. Um, we had been working on this huge legacy code base with them, and we still we still are. But for years, we've been uh, trying to implement um, a Laravel framework, the the wrapper uh, architecture that, that we've talked about before, where uh, the Laravel framework lives inside of this legacy code base, and we manage routing through Laravel um, that basically sends all the routes to Laravel, and if Laravel can't find it, then it... it or, or actually... Yeah, if Laravel can't find the route within its its uh, application, it kicks it back out to the legacy app. And right. we probably worked on this for about a year. Like route when five one came out is when we started to implement it. But you know, one thing led to another thing that led to another thing, and we never got the opportunity to actually uh, push it or implement it on uh, the production servers. And we got that opportunity about two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. And I've got to tell you, man, it is a, the difference between night and day from having these self-built frameworks and having a structured framework that, that meets modern naming conventions and implementations and stuff. And oh, it, it's, yeah. had, it's had some um, benefits that I actually didn't think through when we were talking about implementing it, which was because now we're using namespaces and stuff, we're able to create controllers and models within Laravel and then reference them 
in the legacy code base, just using the namespaces and stuff. So like Eloquent and all that other stuff, we can bubble up to the legacy code base now. And it, it's working so much better than I anticipated. I thought, I thought when we were implementing this, I was hoping, best case scenario, I would have a crippled Laravel application until I was able to physically get all the uh, legacy code base migrated into Laravel. And I was willing to accept that. I, I felt it was going to be the price to pay to get them onto a modern framework. Mm-hmm. Um, but we implemented it, and it just turbo boosted our our uh, flexibility with even within the legacy uh, code base. And that code base has, be- has become so much more fun and enjoyable to work in. Like where my development team would just cringe every time they had to address a ticket or or make a feature uh, set make a feature in the legacy code base now everybody everybody's looking for anything to move into the laravel how how we can leverage the laravel uh, framework to to make things better and and my uh, lead developer now is just gone full throttle on getting we had implemented 5.1 because it was lts and we, we were in the mindset of we wanted this lts uh, implementation, but now he's like full throttle. He's he's getting it up to five four because he wants uh, he wants dusk, and uh, you know he wants to start to use that for testing. And nice. so, and the only reason we didn't jump to five five is because we had we would have the added baggage of seven implementing basically seven one at this point. We'd only need to implement seven, but why why would you do that? Just implement seven one or even seven two here in a in a little while. Um, and we thought we, you know, everybody's a little nervous. That was gonna, that's going to be too big of a jump. So we have to do a little. We want to do a little bit more thorough testing. But everybody's really confident with just moving five one to five four. Yeah. So it's fun. I mean, it's 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 really making development uh, in that code base, and I think it it's really going to bring a lot to that that client and what they can do and how quickly they can do things again. So it's nice to have that success, that, like something you've just been building up for for so long and, and seeing it um, come to fruition and, and work. <laughs> That's always a big plus. It's it's handy when it does work. I think you had some impact on this, uh, Thomas. We haven't, we haven't settled on it yet um, because we haven't had to do a migration. We have, we have some pull requests set up that have migrations attached to them. And now we're talking about, so this was the conversation we had with you a couple of weeks ago, and I don't remember if it was on air or off air, but we had with you, I think it was on air, about we have, a, we have an established database with a non-conventional naming convention for the tables and the columns and things like that. And now we're implementing this Laravel one, which we want those tables to have the naming conventions that... They should have right, for Laravel, right? Yeah, and I you made this. the suggestion. Yeah, you made the suggestion of, oh, I would just put that in a different database. Yeah, and I think that's the way we're going to go with that. Um, the The team is a little nervous about it. What they don't realize, or what they realize now, but I don't think they realized initially was we already have that implemented. Uh, we had already done another Laravel application for this client that touches four or five data sources 
and they're all different. They're MySQL, Postgres, and they're all over the place, and it works flawlessly. I mean, there's there's the configuration you've got to do in the model where you tell the model, hey, this model is associated to this database connection. Um, but after you do that, it's just it's transparent. You can it works works seamlessly, and uh, so I I've been talking to the team about. It. I'm like, yeah, I I think this is going to be the way we have to go with this, and I'm pretty sure once we get down to having to implement migrations, that is what we're going to do. We're just going to break it out and have a new database with the right naming conventions because it made a lot of sense after talking to you. It's like, yeah, let's not mix and match because it's. There's no benefit to mixing and matching, and we, we're not losing a lot by having it be its own database. Right. So I, I worked on something else this week. <clears throat> as I've, What's I've, that? I've really thrown some uh, effort into our uh, subreddit. I was going to ask you if you were keeping the subreddit up. I'm trying. So I've decided I'm going to, you know, I, I put all the articles into the subreddit. I'm going to start tagging all the articles with the episode number we discuss them in. Ah, cool. Um, so you can see what episode you know we're talking about it. Uh, but I've also added some uh, user flair. So me and you and John are uh, official hosts. Uh, I gotta see this. I, I was just on here and I didn't notice anything. Yeah. Am I supposed to see something? It you won't see it unless you post or something. But uh, uh. you'll see it. You'll see it in the uh, corner there. It says "Show my flair on this subreddit." Oh wait, let me see. Where, where, where should I see this? Show my flare on the subreddit. I don't see that. So it'll I don't say flare. It'll say PHP ugly, and then it'll say. Well, you can see where where I've posted all the articles. It says submitted mm-hmm. by, and then official host. I still see Thomas R- or T right up. You should. Sh- I see no. I see no flare. God damn. I see no flare. Now I have that plugin you you told me to to use, so maybe that's why. No, I got that too. Well, we've also got yeah. we've got Flare for users as well. Users can add themselves as friends of the show. <laughs> so, oh, I see it now. Of- official host. Yeah. I see it over here on the right hand. So if you if you use the the subreddit and would like to post suggestions or anything like that, you can add yourself. Give yourself the friend of the show flair. <laughs> friend of the show. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I was happy to see you started. Happy to see you started posting because the last uh, episode I saw was sixty-four. Oh, there's sixty-sevens on there too. I guess. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Very so nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and put some more effort in there for uh, for our fan club. I know they they all three of them. Yeah. Somebody, somebody upvoted something here. So that and and the nice thing is that when it's posted on here, you can uh, you can view the cross discussions. So you can see uh-huh. if you if you view the thread, then you can click on. Uh, boy, what's that thing? <laughs> well, there's there's some way on here to view other conversations that have commented on the same url so th- that was one of the questions i had for you with the reddit because i always was under the impression like like uh cross posting or posting on multiple locations was like a, a like a no-no 
but it's okay in this. It's okay now. They've they've decided that cross posting is okay. Yeah. So if you open up a conversation, you can click on the other discussions link, and that will give you a list of all the other subreddits where this has been posted, and the conversations with it. I see. Fair. This is a story. Cool. Very nice, Thomas. Glad to see you uh, keeping that up. That looks good. So, with all our our excellent Laravel bashing so far, we do have we're not bashing. We do have a block of yeah, Laravel news. We do have a block of Laravel news, which I, I again it starts to fall under the I'm not really sure I care anymore. <laughs> but let's let's go ahead and fire through. I mean, obviously the the big the the first thing was Laracon EU was this this week. Yeah, this week was Laracon EU. And Laravel 5.5 got officially released. So I didn't tweet about it this time because I got I got yelled at the last time. I Don't want to jump the gun it. again. <laughs> no, but apparently 5.5 is officially out now. Um, uh, released at Laracon. All the bells and whistles that uh, everybody knew that was coming uh, is there. Um, but the other thing that kind of pop back well, up on the now, radar and we talk- hold on because i want to mm-hmm. go back to this sorry is that five mm-hmm. five is the newest lts it's the second lts release that's correct yeah um and there's a lot of new stuff a lot of features and functions and fancy things um there is absolutely nothing new in regards to what LTS means for Laravel. No, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, not yeah. not just and, not really. You, there's you... nothing at all. There is that. There, there's just he, there's no conversation about how LTS means it will be supported. What it means as far as enterprise level, or what it means as far as the development cycle. Are things going to slow down? Um, which it's it's not surprising. Laravel, you know, Taylor popped out at some point and said LTS is dumb and the community's making me do it. <laughs> and, and and I don't even think that's the community that was making them do it. I think that that those were enterprise customers or enterprise clients or enterprise people right. who were encouraging him to do it. It it wasn't like the community. Like the community weren't saying, "Hey, this is what we want." Da, da, da. No, they don't care. But the enterprise and that's the thing is I don't think he can wrap his head around how important that is for enterprise implementation. But, so yes, I, I would on. think if this, I would think on your second LTS release of any software, one of your big documentation points would be how how has LTS changed the project so far, and what is LTS going to mean moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the yeah. only blurb about it is five five is the next LTS version, the last being five one. LTS versions received bug fixes for two years and security fixes for three years period that's and that, and that's really the only difference right but from, from it, a Laravel should, perspective there's there's really it no. should change your you're running an LTS version for the first time should change your opinion on how the community deals with bugs and security and et cetera et cetera et cetera you should have a graph saying here's how many people are still on 5.1 because it's LTS or I mean some fucking that's, effort a little effort that's good uh, you know what? I I completely agree with you. And not only that, 
it would have been nice to see how many patches got backported to five one right through its life cycle. Where you sit there and say, okay, we we backported these security patches back to five one to keep it current. You know, that's that's valid. Spend, Thomas. spend I, I two or three hours on perfect, GitHub. Yeah pulling up reports and pull requests from the past, looking at how you've linked them to different things. It should be in a keynote saying, hey guys, it's been two years since the last LTS. This is the next LTS, and here's why it's important to the community, and we're going to keep doing it and supporting it. And here's what we did in the last version. Here's what we're going to do in the next version. Here are the security issues we found. It's, it's an opportunity to sell the product and the community and... It just seems like especially in, it seems like a zero again, effort in, in these big, especially if you want to become the standard in these big corporations and these big enterprises, these slow-moving beasts that are out there who have a lot of money <laughs> and contribute Send people to conferences, you know, a lot of salaries to developers. Is yes, exactly. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. If 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 that business. If that if that was the, and I think that's part of the thing. I I, I don't think he sees that as a business angle that he's w- interested in pursuing, or or at least he hasn't shown any real interest to pursue it. I think there's still that that attitude of it's just good, so people will use it, and it's like that's not really enough for these bigger corporations to that buy into. It set a standard. Um, it set a standard for PHP frameworks that had really stagnated i mean for 10 years php frameworks did jack shit and and then it and that's another good point because now you're getting to the point where these other frameworks are catching back up you know again i've said it about a dozen times now i'll say php way different zen yeah the zen framework you know composer and uh, you know, you've got all these frameworks that are, are that are get, that that are no longer left in the dust. Like when Laravel four was released, they totally smoked everybody else out there. I mean, they were they had the standards, they had Composer. I mean, they they had implementations and best practices that were that that had just catapulted yeah, it hit them this so far really nice of, sweet spot else. between all of the great tools that had been coming out for years and mixing them into one fantastic package. You know, you got Homestead, you got Gulp and Guzzle, and you got Composer, you yep. got Packagist. Uh, it's All these mm-hmm. things came out around the same time and developed a whole new ecosystem that revitalized the PHP environment. But now it's revitalized. You're going to mm-hmm. have to work harder than that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, all very valid points, Thomas. I'm glad you, you know brought makes, those up. Because again, you know, somebody, make, you, know, you know what makes those good? points valid? My Laravel certification. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that that has resurfaced, right? We Laravel certification. So, I guess uh, again, I I didn't look at um, didn't see any of the talks or following the tweets from Laravel EU, but apparently something about Laravel certifications got announced. Keeping in mind, I actually reached out to Taylor a few months ago asking about Laravel certifications, and he had no idea what the status was. He's like, "I don't know. I'm not really doing it, doing that. That's that's another company." And now all of a sudden, there's this this Laravel certification now has surfaced with his name pretty strongly attached to it. Um, 
So that's yeah, that's but a it thing. is not his product. All the prices. No, I, I no. guess not. This is I a mean, product from a company called it's, Human it's Music some... BV, uh, an EU company, <clears throat> and it's licensing the Laravel certification or the Laravel brand. Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where do you where do you see that? Laravel.com slash certification, very bottom of the page. The Laravel certifications. Product and it's officially licensed. So this isn't know. Taylor's product. Well, I kind of again, again, and that's what he 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 said. I mean, he's like, I'm not doing that. That's another company. So it's it's been this way for a while. Um, so yeah, I guess he's on the board of advisors along with a couple of others, friends of the show, Freak, Freak, Vander Freak, <laughs> who who we know who who we know ha- has listened to at least one show, <laughs> at least a portion of one show. <laughs> Um. Yeah. See what I have to do is <laughs> so we can I, talk I have to about find the all li- these people's Reddit accounts and unwillingly attach the friend of the show tag to their usernames, which is a power <laughs> is I'm a sure power I have. That. Is it really? You yeah. can just do that. You just you can just yeah. I can somebody. I can just tag oh, somebody for the whole that, for the forum. Just just for our subreddit. You should actually do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we can talk about the validity of certifications. I think we've gone down this path once before. Um, I definitely see that that there is a benefit if you're not in the industry and you're having trouble trying to figure out how you want to break in. Certifications are kind of a good tool to do that if you get the right certification. Uh, I, I can't speak directly to the Laravel certification program right now. It's very new and haven't looked at it, but... Um, getting the right certification kind of can give you that edge where you're showing p- potential employers that, hey, I'm passionate about this. I got the certification that says I'm passionate about it. And I know you know some basics. We talked about, again, you have back in the MCSE days, you had people who were just good at taking tests that were getting all these certifications yeah. because they knew how to study for them and they knew how to take them. And and end of day, they still didn't know what they were doing. Um, I had instructors who were pretty clueless, but the, all, they all had the certifications because they went through the test and they were teaching the stuff, but they had no real world experience. They were just regurgitating the 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 text that Microsoft put in front of them and walking through the lesson plans that Microsoft told them to walk through. So, you know, it's a tough call. Um, this one's interesting. I forget, maybe it was under the FAQs. Now, yeah, when it was asked. That's one of the things. I'm looking at the FAQs mm-hmm. now. One of the things it says is that the exam is valid for one year, which that's a mm-hmm. yes. Really? That's kind of that's short. A, that's yeah, a, that's, that's kind a of high short. price for a single same. year certification mm-hmm. but then so my uh, my other issue with this is ahead. if you're a, an employer who's hiring somebody for a laravel position and they say they have the certificate how do you know that that means jack shit how do i know how do mm-hmm. i know that this isn't the easiest test in the world aside mm-hmm. from paying for it well here's the thing though right i mean I mean, how frequently are the hiring managers pretty clueless on the well, technology? But I'm not talking about hiring managers. managers. I'm talking about you and John and me when someone comes in and says, "I'm Laravel certified." 
So, so that's the thing is I don't think I, I don't think myself or John would put a lot of stock in the certification. It'd be interesting to find out, and I and I think it would have a fight. It would show some sort of a commitment, but how much weight that would carry? Um, uh, I'm not sure it would carry a whole lot for us, uh, just because we know what to look for, we know what to ask, we know we you know we we are pretty good at that. Um, but but if I was a hiring manager, if somebody came to me, if I if I needed a if I needed a uh, a node developer tomorrow, and they somebody came to me and said, "Hey, I have a certification in node development," I would probably say, "Well, let me put you at the top of the list because that seems better." <laughs> <laughs> I think we should. I think we should reach out so, uh, reach out to to Freak here because Freak is is name number two on this list of board of advisors. And uh, mm-hmm. I would like to, I would like to know more. I would like to know more about the extent of which this tests your knowledge of the internals or implementation, or how heavily this focuses on five five. So this is the weird thing. This is the weird thing about it. That that's where I thought. I'm like, how deep does this get into internals and and those you know understanding container the container and and if you look at how do how to prepare, it says topics covered. And it basically says to pass this, to pass the exam, you need to be fluent in building apps using Laravel framework, which was released today, <laughs> which just came out. Right. The next bullet point says if your job, if your day job involves b- building Laravel applications, you'll probably do fine. <laughs> That's exactly right. what it says. It's, it's a, You'll the exam is designed the, for the you. The exam is designed for you. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, what does that mean? What what should I know? Because this is the exam. What I do in the day with Laravel might not line up with yeah. what you do in the day and with Laravel. And what I Laravel. do at what I do at night with Laravel is just plain <laughs> dirty. I don't want to see that on any certification. <laughs> So the very next bullet point says, if you've never, never, never built ever. a Laravel application before, ever, read the Laravel docs <laughs> and try building some small apps to experiment with the various features. <laughs> oh man, it's just, it's just too funny to me. It's like you're... Well, we've done this shit, though. We did, we both did MCSE or MCP programs. We did certification program as, Mm -hmm. like, a rote entry to tech industry. And it's, I mean, like, yeah, read the docs and then answer the questions is how these tests work. But the docs for NT 4.0 cost $700 and took an entire bookshelf, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That yeah. that's it was way I remember those than yeah. the docs for Laravel, which you could print out with a single, you know, two sided sheet of paper. Yeah, I, you know you're right. I, I, so it's what is this? Two hundred euros, one hundred ninety nine. I don't euros, recognize that symbol. Which what is those that? Look like, is, that looks like that looks like some kind euros? of Cartesian eyepiece. Well, let me see what what is this. I, I can I put this in Google. Let me see. What Unicode. Is that? Uh, that is okay. That's, that's euro. So two hundred euro. euro. That's like a hundred. That's like two hundred and forty so right now, U.S. dollars. 
that's a lot of money to kind of be like, yeah, read the docs. That is more fine direction. That is more than the MCP <laughs> the test was when I was testing. The Microsoft was charging one eighty really? per test when I was that. testing. I, don't how much was. I mean, granted, granted, you had to do twenty five. Yeah, I'm sure I was but... about the same. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, and of course, my natural reaction was when I saw the certification thing came come out, and I saw how to prepare. As I was clicking on the link, I'm like, it's going to be a link to Lair Chat. Like, there's going to be a whole series. Which would make sense, right? If you have a subscription to LaraChat, you have all the study guides. That's what they were in the Microsoft Wait, LaraChat or... Study guides that you used to be able to take... Not LaraChat. You're misspeaking. LaraCast. Uh, I'm sorry. LaraCast. LaraCast. Yeah. Uh, my but see, LaraCast is LaraCast a deep guys. dive. Um, I don't... This doesn't feel like it's going as deep as LaraCast Yeah, gets. but... But... But that's what I'm saying. For him to have a course oh. for this exam... Double sell it? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think? Uh, no, you're right. Why not? Why, why not, right? I mean, that's that's what you do. So, so yeah. Yeah, There, are, there's. A, you can now be certified in Laravel. And I wonder if you get a cool little card or I don't, pin I don't or something. I don't think we should call ourselves a Laravel-oriented <laughs> podcast anymore. <laughs> yeah, that hurts a little bit. But I, I suppose you're right. Yeah, no, and and like you've said, we like Laravel. All right. We're big fans. Um, it's just that it seems like it's increasingly getting problematic. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm, yeah, I, I I've reached out several times. I've I've offered help. I've you know recommended not using facades. Whatever. It's. <laughs> We we have one card here. Um, PHP seven point two RC one was released, so it looks like September is going to be the month of seven point two. Excited. Yep, I think that's uh, yeah. I think that's on schedule. You know it? what we need to do is, you know, a year ago we looked mm-hmm. at the roadmap for PHP, and we were talking about how the support for seven point one is going to end surprisingly soon. You remember that? So, mm-hmm. I do. All right, it was, it well, was 7. 7.0 oh, is next year, and then 7.1 so. is the year after that. So we're, I mean, it's it's fast. Um, so we should do another. We should do another mm-hmm. read into what that roadmap is going to look like, and what the adoption uh, rate on it is would be would be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised to see it basically mirror whatever WordPress is, and then everyone else. Whatever whatever percentage of websites are WordPress are all running 5.3, and everyone else is on the 7.0 branch. Because Symphony's are gonna re- Symphony's requiring 7.0, Laravel's requiring right. 7.1, uh, no. Cake is requiring is it, 7. Whoa, 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 whoa! Was Laravel requiring 7.1 or 7.0? I do believe 5.5 five, five is going to require 7.1. I believe it was 7.0. Let me just let's look that up. That's worth looking up real quick. It Server is seven zero. Seven zero. You're right. Yeah. And again, that's more of a requirement because of the other components, like the symphony components that are attached to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I you know I think people are being forced into the seven zero branch. 
Um, and financially, God, why wouldn't you? I mean, you literally mm -hmm. just save money doing the upgrade on CPU time. You wouldn't if you're trying to support a very old legacy app that's crawling I wouldn't do that. I would never do that. <laughs> it's good to be in that position, then. You're, you're, you're a better person. <laughs> so we've been trying to hit up John. John is unfortunately on a you know very what? important phone call. I cannot be mad at John. Did you see my tweet earlier this week? I did not. John hooked think, me up with a Ninja Girl. Yeah, that that makes sense. <laughs> John John hooked me up with a Ninja Girl painting. You know, I you saw know what Ninja that. Girl is? Yes. You did see that. You've talked about yeah, her before. Big fan. I'm a big fan of hers. And it's not just a PHP Ninja Girl painting. Batman it's and Diego Robin. Dev. Oh yeah, Batman and Batman Robin. Batman and Robin, Diego, Diego Dev, Dev SDPHP. All in one fantastic one. Yeah. painting. <laughs> it is beautiful. Yeah, and, and like I said, I'm a big fan. And it, it was funny because in New York, um, Ninja Girl had done some things, uh, had done some artwork for, um, oh, Speak of the Devil. And he Perfect timing. <laughs> we're, we're ending, right? I can say keep it ugly and just head out. We're just done. hang up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so John, John was calling me out because we were in New York. Um, Ninja Girl had done a few things for Laracon, and he made the suggestion of maybe we should reach out to her for the the logos for uh, Wave PHP. And I'm like, she's already she's already done a conference, and you know all her stuff kind of looks the same. So if we you know did her for our conference, it just looked like we were just kind of copying okay, another conference. Okay, I, I I know artists. I want to just intervene here. All her stuff does not look the same. She has an established style. This is true. There's, there's That's probably what I should have said. That that is that is much better way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. She has a, a unique style, a, a very unique style. So, yeah. So I, I, I think like, the exact word. I think the exact words as as I was bringing it up. He's like, I really don't like her stuff. You stop it! I did not say people, that. People, I can't believe people just, pay money for it. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Acid. This is why. Why? Why did you have to join us? That's not what I said. So you anyway, I'm, said a it all. I'm a proud owner of a Ninja Girl original, and uh, my only, uh, my only cr criticism of the painting was that she did not uh, autograph the front. She autograph, which I guess is common. The artists have a tendency to autograph the frames now, not the actual painting. Um, so, but it. It hangs. I look at it all day. It hangs right over my television. She it's, did say uh, she hears that often, though, or she's heard it before that she needs to sign her stuff. Sign her stuff. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can. See, I guess I can see both sides of that. Like I can see why somebody would be like, "No, don't put your name on my perfect painting," and then people like me who appreciate it be like, "No, put your name there. I want people to know that this is actually your work and not some copy." <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I think uh, all the graphic designers I know. Uh, wouldn't sign their name on the front, and all the people who are highfalutin artists would always sign their name on front. Hmm. So, John, you missed a very interesting show. <laughs> I bet. Now, hold on, Eric. What you need? Thirty minutes of blockchain, ten minutes of doom and gloom. No, I've been saving the blockchain for you. But, Eric, I need you to scan. Or or get a good photograph of your 
painting so that we can put it on the Reddit. Yeah, I, yeah, I got a picture. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, it's out there. I, th- I think the picture is on Twitter or, or Facebook. You can use those. I need a, right? I need a good picture. Right. Why? What are you talking about? For the subreddit. He, he wants to put it on the subreddit. The man's maintaining your subreddit. You can't. Yeah. Uh, you can't fall. We're building that, a culture so. here. <laughs> so, it's more of like a petri dish style culture than it is like an ecosystem of people, but it's still a culture. <laughs> she even she even named it. Oh yeah, look at uh, that. Yeah, you have a they print. Gave, they gave a. They gave. Yeah. He, she gave him a print. That's awesome. Yeah. It's named Partners. Oh, oh, oh. 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 that is adorable. It's cute, huh? It's funny because it's... I was look I was looking for a picture that Juan took of us, John. Uh, when at, we were at that co-working place, and he had that really nice camera, and it's like you and I standing next to you, and we we almost are standing the same way, and I can't. I know I've seen the picture, and I know he took the picture, and for the life of me, I cannot find it on Meetup or Twitter or anywhere that I, that I would normally have posted a picture. So I was going to go to a very dark place and didn't. <laughs> this is what happens when you jump straight from work into casual conversation cast. And while drinking. Nice. So... So I, I know we're jumping back in the history of the podcast here a little bit, but uh, what have you been up to this week? Oh, let's not go there. It, for the past for the past three weeks, for one of our clients, it's like issue after issue, whether I've caused it or somebody else has caused it. It just seems like nonstop, and database connections seem to be an issue, and it's just it's been fun. So it's a we we have a proxy SQL in the mix, and tonight what we did was spin up proxy SQL on our job server so that we're trying to isolate all of the connections from the, from the job server to the backend MySQL servers. And it was, it, like I said, it's just been fun. You ever hear of uh, <laughs> you ever hear of a guy named Abe Stanway? He no, no. I don't know this man. Names. This man knows your feelings right now because he created a website called commit logs from last night. I was reading some of these. Oh, it is. And, and I have, it is fantastic. I have to admit, I'm, I'm guilty of a couple of these comments. I'm curious how many times I show up in here. So he wrote a Twitter bot that parses uh, get commit messages and looks for, we'll call it expletives. <laughs> and it's just a constant stream of git commits <laughs> that I, I cannot tell I, if I'm they trying, were written by somebody I, else or written by me. Uh, can, can, you, can you interpret the one that says, this shit lit my in I was looking at the colon B, colon, colon B. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what am I missing here? What is that supposed to say? I love this. Morning stuff, <laughs> period. I'm out of this shit show. <laughs> this, this might fuck up everything. Please work. <laughs> Random shit. 
Uh, all right. Yeah. So this is fun. I, I could easily. Ah, uh, I could easily do this. So. Dead enemies do nothing. Grim dark enemies if, just. Kill if you shit. if you hop on this site, not only is this site <laughs> funny, but he gave a talk that you can view on YouTube where he breaks down expletives by project and language and clearly determines that the worst language is Java, even though JavaScript has far more expletives, it's because there are far more JavaScript projects. And PHP, PHP, fortunately for us, ranks somewhere around the middle. I like it. This is pretty funny. Organizing... Organizing imports so we can find shit. I hate this file. <laughs> uh, more and more changes. Hell, I don't even know what I've been doing. <laughs> so, I, uh, I, I, I have uh, an alias in my in my uh, um, shell command that pulls in random statements into commits <laughs> into uh, into my commit messages. They're they're nothing like this. They're just kind of they're they're kind of random. Some Zen stuff. Um, I, I've been using that a lot lately. Zen sayings. Huh? Uh, I had one there. I had one for a while that was taking a, a snapshot of me and adding it yeah. to it. Yeah, I, I I actually contributed to a repo recently that had. I'm like, hey, why did my camera just snap? And then I remembered, oh, this must be one of the repos that I had. What's what was that called? Do you remember, John? No. Good job. I don't. I don't have it on my on my desktop anymore. My laptop was no longer what the, with me. What the commit dot com. So I have I have a a uh, shortcut that pulls in a statement. So if you go to what the commit dot com, and it'll display random random commit messages. Let's see if I go there. Mine says remove tests since I can't make them green. <laughs> Next one's just dots. So they're funny. Spinning up the hamster. There's there's some funny ones on here. Nothing uh nothing too R rated. I, I have very easily put a, a host of R rated commits into my project. File systems, dude. I hate oh, file yeah. systems so much. So if I you mentioned that Yeah, been doing that recently. all day today. It's been super duper. <laughs> That's one of my big annoyances right now with the the project I'm on is all of their web servers, the code is on NFS. So they have a cluster of web servers plus a couple of other machines for uh, where deployments are kicked off from, where the job servers run, and all the code is on NFS. Because there are so many files that are required to make everything work, but aren't in Git. And then there's also directories that they write stuff to like importing uh new information that if you connect to one web server and you start the import you you need to have access to that data no matter what server you're on (laughs) so file systems hate it yeah start from scratch rewrite it all just new kernel new everything we don't even we don't need file systems yeah (laughs) Everything's key value stores now anyways, isn't it? Okay. So did anybody hear about uh about Amazon's I love this recent purchase? So much. Of Whole Foods. Yeah. Why do Actually, you love it so uh, much? 
Hang on. I actually play Ultimate with a uh, guy that works at Amazon. And we're, we were talking about this today. It was interesting. What was his... Like, what works at Amazon Fulfillment, or... I was... I never quite understand his role. He's moved from San Diego. Uh, he was working at a, uh, one of the local warehouses here, and he's up in Seattle now. And he was telling me that one of his buddies told him about the purchase of Whole Foods before it happened. And... Yikes. Even, but even to this day he doesn't know why amazon bought it <laughs> oh i absolutely know why i think it kind of makes a little sense well he was working in the amazon fresh when he was down here in san diego mm-hmm. so he, he he assumes there's gonna be some tie-in with that yeah you've got you've got to make that that's kind of what i was saying it's like this this kind of brings amazon into the they, they've been flirting with the whole brick and mortar like like you know, wanting to be the reality that the the reality the the virtual company that went to brick and mortar as opposed to a brick and mortar store that went to virtual, um, and you know they 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 flirted with it for years with with a couple of implementations, but I think this is their kind of their first real okay. Now we really have a store that's a that's an established store that's a real thing, and it's oh, not us trying to start something. No, they have a they have a, they have a store no. at UTC. Building a store is is very easy. It's a, just renting property, populating it with with consumer goods. What they're getting by purchasing Whole Foods is an established supply line for perishable goods that has proven that it can sustain itself. So they're they're buying the infrastructure of Whole Foods, which has shipping nationwide on perishable goods contracts existing with retailers and distributors you know they're they're not buying storefronts they're buying shipping lanes that were previously unavailable right now amazon is, is, is uses Whole, ups Whole, exclusively it's like a national like line across it's like a line across the nation it's not really like national no that's like, that's page anything. one there are what? 95 pages other oh okay all right i'll give it to you then oh yeah i see you think you i hope amazon fixes this then because this is horrible (laughs) yeah it's a crappy map however so what what's what's the motivation behind lowering lowering a bunch of prices do you is that just to get people interested or you think there's some some other reason behind it i believe that amazon operates on a fixed margin and they basically just lowered the prices to that margin. Um, Whole Foods, being a smaller company, operates on a higher margin and had higher prices to support that margin. But Amazon basically said, we don't have that same overhead in accounting, HR, et cetera, et cetera. So we can lower the prices to be immediately competitive. And it's, it is a market shocker. It is something that will bring people into the stores and start recognizing it as an Amazon extension. This and, is very true, yeah. And I, I think the key here is that, again, it's it's shipping, is that this is a company that can put food in every city and every state. And right now, the only other person that Amazon deals with that does that is UPS or USPS. And So do you, so do you think they're going to change the name from Whole Foods? I don't know if you talked about that already. I think they'll probably sub-brand it. They'll probably call it Amazon Whole Foods. 
But do you think it'll have a tie-in with Alexa? You think I'll be able to order from <laughs> Whole Foods from Alexa? Yes, and this is my favorite oh, part: sure. is the what they did on day one was they lowered all the prices, and then they just flopped their dick on the table and put Alexa devices in the front of every shelf, every store, everyone who loves Whole Foods and goes there to get their anti-Wi-Fi nutrient pills stuck with an Amazon Alexa constant monitoring device right in their faces. I just, I read, I watched the complaints on Twitter that the day they did this because they rolled it out nationally in one day. So all these stores got their shipment of Alexa devices and promotional displays. And then they said, here's the day we're doing it. And then Twitter lost its shit. And it was hilarious. (laughs) These are people again, who were paying $8 for water with a cucumber in it. And they were losing their minds that there was an Amazon Echo display in their Whole Foods store. Ah, just <laughs> glorious. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I could go for a burger right now. I am starving. He is in a hurry to get out of here. One of the nice things about living in Colorado is that about? every delivery place. Well, first off, every place is a, a delivery place, like Jimmy John's sub sandwiches. But they're also open till uh, 4.30, because that's just 10 minutes after everyone decides they're hungry. <laughs> Are we going to talk about the story you're, you're, or what? You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> killing oh, me. I'm sorry. I did not. So, I had the wrong tab open, and I was actually hungry. <laughs> uh, so Burger King launches Whopper Coin, Crypto Cash in Russia? Do we care? This sounds like a loyalty program. I mean, I, I don't I don't see the appeal to they, this. They 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 straight up call it a loyalty program. But okay. the key is that the the Whopper coins are transferable. So okay. all right, they can add some value. So every uh every ruble you spend, you get. One Whopper coin. How much does a Whopper cost? Is it how many rubles is that? You know, if I were good the, at my job, I'd know that. Ruble? All right. Let me let me look look that one up now. Uh, Let's see. We we already did the euro. R- one point three right p. So, a, a, which is a ruble is one ruble is about a penny. <laughs> right. So every seventeen hundred. Ru- I'm sorry, every, two pennies. If you every 1,700 it. rubles, you get a free Whopper. Okay, 1,700. So, so every so, nine bucks. Nine or something. 30 bucks. 30 bucks. You said 1,700 rubles. Because I got Google open here. I thought you said I'm a ruble. Your math is falling apart on me here. He says one, ru- one ruble is worth two worth... cents. Right. So 1,700 rubles... Is worth $29.28. Gotcha. Perfect. I went the wrong so, way. So about, 30, about $30. Every $30 you spend at Burger King in Russia, you Now, get here's the interesting thing to me, is that That's, this is a, a new coin that they, that they put on the blockchain. This is a real functional blockchain. This is... Did they really do that, though? Yes. Did they really put it on the blockchain? This is a real functional blockchain 
with low difficulty and only one source that is allowed to produce tokens, because these are Whopper tokens, not not blockchain mined blocks. Um, and they've they produced what some gigantic number of these tokens to start off with. So at that at that point, if only one source can produce coins, why don't you just get, create the coins? I mean, why why are you mining for them? That's that's so ass. Well, they won't well, they, be mining. Well, you're not you're not mining. You're not mining for it. They've they created it. So they, they just said, okay, here's so... a billion coins that we've created. Now, when you come in, they're transferring coin number one to you. Gotcha. And this isn't a, this okay. isn't a decentralized system like Bitcoin or Litecoin or Ethereum. This is a centralized system where they just have one computer that processes the transactions and they can guarantee the speed and efficacy. So, so how, how's, how's the blockchain factoring into it then? Well, the blockchain factors in because it means that things are transferable. So they've got the, the same math that's currently behind Ethereum blockchain and Bitcoin, and they're using it to transact these coins between people and stores. And they've generated you know, you know what happened. they've generated X number Some, of these coins and each store is gonna have to distribute them based off of how many they get. So all these transactions will be tracked um, in in the block ledger. And this is we're, we're, gi- we're giving this way too much time. Not at all. Not the, it's not that important. It super it's super is so stupid. It is because the it's last so stupid. sentence of this article It's a loyalty program. Some intern at Burger King Russia Went to work at the market in the marketing group and said, "Hey, I can create our own Bitcoin. Let's do that." And he's going to get a new job in about six months, and this whole thing will be gone. My favorite what's the part. Last, the cool, what's the last? My favorite part is the last paragraph, which is the most Russian thing I have read the, this week. Reward points are actually a good use case for blockchains, he said. However, in a later conversation, he warned that they could be used for money laundering and ransomware payments. This will undoubtedly happen, he said. <laughs> so, I mean, imagine you're all of a sudden your ransomware states I'm, I'm that we, gonna, need 1400, I, we need 1,400 Whopper coins. <laughs> you can buy them on Coinbase. No, 1,700. They want a free Whopper to give you oh, your that's files true, right, back. Yeah. I love I love this concept. I think it's a real test for the practicality Horrible. of cryptocurrencies in an actual tangible market. It's You're not. Right. It's, I don't. I don't think it's necessarily horrible. It's interesting in the fact that it stops a forgery of free whoppers in this case. So if if they were giving out, was, was that a big in, problem? I mean, was it really a big problem that needed to be addressed? Yes. <laughs> I've got like. I've got like twenty thousand free whoppers sitting on my desk because I keep printing these things out and I don't know why. <laughs> you wouldn't download a whopper. I go to Star I go to Starbucks and because my kids go to Starbucks so frequently, I go to Starbucks and I always have a free drink on my on my app. It's not on the blockchain, there's no coin behind it, no ransomware. I just go there, I say, Hey, give me my free drink and my extra shot. But you also can't trade it. I'm gonna get every penny out of this. See, I know my but kids, it, and if they could why, build up credit, if they I could build it? up... It's a freaking cup of coffee. Right, but your kids buy it every single day, so every time they get a free cup of coffee, it's like a $5 savings. They can quantify it. I, and the theory about this being on the blockchain is that you can pull it offline. I mean, you could actually 
take the coin out of the hands <laughs> of the Whopper. Uh, because we keep, I keep. Are you are you hearing? Are you hearing yourself? Are you hearing what you're what saying? What backs? What backs Bitcoin? What? <laughs> What physical object? I don't know what clown would try to steal my Whopper. Wait a minute. A Ronald clown would try to steal my Whopper. I've got to go. What take physical it off object backs line. the Bitcoin? Why are we talking about? We're I'm talking, talking about, about just here. In just the practicality saying. of using it as a. What if this was a real cryptocurrency that was backed by the price of a hamburger, right? To get 1,700 of these coins. You have to spend. We have something like that now. It's called Bitcoin, but it's not backed it's by backed, an actual. It's not, it's not backed, backed by an actual it's, item. It, it, it's value. The Whopper coin. The Whopper coin coins taken. will never okay. be worth significantly more than a Whopper, or significantly <laughs> less than a Whopper. Stop! Stop sounding so excited. I am excited crazy about this, excited please. about this. This is actually a physically backed <laughs> cryptocurrency. Oh so, gosh. so Eric, this goes back to the the Bitcoin meetup we went to. They, there was that one guy who was he's trying to create a, a currency that is more stable. Mm-hmm. So instead of Bitcoin going from two hundred to now almost five thousand dollars as of today, wow. what Thomas is saying is this will will not have that wide fluctuation. No, it will always be the price right. of a Whopper, which gives it zero zero. Except that it won't anybody. be. Because you can always have the price of a you can always Except have the price not. of a Whopper. It costs more. You're it costs more crazy. than a Whopper to you're get cra- one of these. You're crazy if you think this is a big. It costs deal. more than a Whopper to get enough to count towards yeah, a Whopper. That's... It's a net negative. Hey John, are we going to accept Bitcoin for It's like, it's wave like PHP? six Whoppers. Wave PHP. Are we going <laughs> to yes. accept it? Are we are we going are we going to create a cryptocurrency? You better fucking accept PHP? Whopper coin. Of course. <laughs> what, what, yes. No, we'll have wave coins that you can only get at the at the conference, and based on the Come coins make you a have, we'll put you as entries. Coin. <laughs> we'll give you entries into. Please note: wave coins is a choking hazard. Keep it away from small children and animals. <laughs> you guys are way too hungry for this cryptocurrency, or hungry for whoppers. I, I love it. I'm interested in it, but but the whopper the the whopper angle ain't working for me. What if it was tied directly to the cost so. of steak in Texas, the beef beef cost per pound? It's still, it's still abstracted a little still, more. You you you're you're not you're not gonna do it. No, I'm not gonna abstract it. I'm gonna abstract the end of the show. I think we've talked long enough. I I've dug myself into a big enough hole. I'm sure I'm John's had his 15 minutes. About it later, so. We're done. <laughs> that's it John made his appearance dropped his mic and walked off stage so, <laughs> I'm sorry that, I, I think, wasn't here two weeks in a row that's sucks. okay though you might not want your name tied to this episode too much no we kind of went off about Laravel for an hour <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say a smaller portion of time, nice. and then I realized the actual portion of time was a straight up hour. It was it was a oh. lot of ranting. We, yeah. we we ranted a little bit, that's for sure. All right, this is episode seventy four of PHP Ugly. I'm Eric Van Johnson. I'm John Congdon. I'm Ten Cent Beers. Keep, Keep it ugly. Keep it ugly.
Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsor, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. Show notes can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or directly off the PHP Ugly RSS feed. A rating of five stars on iTunes is appreciated. Submit articles to phpugly at reddit.com slash r slash phpugly. Until next week, keep it ugly.